0: heroes one mouthful full of zombies every undead has its day Woody and B are a pair of average young men working at a CD store they enjoy scamming customers playing video games and chasing the beautiful women who hang out around the mall on one evening however the two hit a pedestrian while out on a joyride and end up with a dead body in their trunk Unfortunately for Woody and B, this is just the beginning of their trouble. The dead body was an employee of a mysterious biochemical company, and it is now infected with a strange formula which transforms the hapless mall-goers into an army of blood-hungry zombies. I'm Corey And I'm Paul. And we are the The
1: B-Movie Bros. Here are your B-Movies
0: to the best of our abilities. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, we bring you the 1998 Hong Kong zombie masterpiece,
1: Biozombie. This week, we're doing things a little bit differently. This is our first theme month. Recently, Corey and I went through our entire collection of B-movies and discovered we have way too many of them, and decided to organize them a little bit. So each month, from now on, or until further notice, we're going to have a specific theme of the month and be picking our movies from uh, from that specific theme. So we're going to get a lot of different, more obscure kind of movies, and it's going to be fun because it has to be within that theme. Up until now, we've just kind of been picking random
0: things that we enjoy and think that other people might want to hear about. We like to do movies that are a little more obscure, um, we don't. We don't want to go towards like the Ed Wood or the Roger Corman, the really, really well-known B movie kings and legends and people that you hear about all the time. That's why we've picked things by like Chris Seaver and the Polonia Brothers and other random writers and directors. We want to expose other people to the
1: random shit that we know about. Yeah, when we say obscure, we mean maybe four people have seen it, and there's our copy and some and a copy in some guy's basement. What is this month's theme, Paul? This, this month's theme is Asian Culture Month. We'll get a little taste of um, how our friends in the Far East make uh, their low-budget films. So then let's dive right into this. What you heard at the beginning was the
0: back of the box. Let's get into technical difficulties here. What are your
1: top three and bottom three of this movie? Well, for my bottom three, honestly, it's not a criticism of this movie in particular. It's the fact that I was not actually able to find the original Cantonese, and I was kind of annoyed by that. I really wanted to compare them, but I was able to find the dubbed, and I really enjoyed the dubbing. I thought they did a great job. Um, I'll get into more of that later, but it would have been really nice to compare it. If it's in another language and I'm watching it dubbed, I personally would like to see both versions to get like kind of a mix of it. Number two, once again, not really a criticism of the movie, but zombies are just overplayed nowadays. Like, this movie was made in 1998. It was a different time period. I can understand that. But just in general, zombies are just so overdone that when I watched it, I really wish I'd watched it years ago because it would have been that much better. But I was like, "Ah, it's it's funny, it's entertaining, but it's another zombie movie. And for number one, I'm going to have to say... The only character in this movie I actually really compared about was uh, Woody Invincible. I thought he was great. All the other characters kind of fell fell short by comparison. I wasn't really invested in most of them. Well, I would say that Woody is the main character, and everyone's centered around him. That's true. And the other characters weren't bad. They all had their personalities, but it's just when
0: compared. Oh. So my bottom three. I actually like. I can't say anything bad about this movie. I love this movie. This is a great. This movie. is one of my favorites. <laughs> Um, if I had to pick a bottom three, I, I'd have to come up with some kind of bullshit, like, um, number three, the the dubbing doesn't match the lips, uh, number two, the mall is a straight copy off of Dawn of the Dead, and, and number, number one, no nudity, whatever,
1: fuck it let's move on what are your top three for this movie number three i'm gonna have to go with at no point did this movie take itself seriously it never tried to like portray anything serious it was consistent throughout the whole thing it was funny it wasn't trying to make a point point. and when I mean, you said the dubbing i loved the fact that the dubbing was off it was clear they did that on purpose and it was amazing it worked so well as a comedy Remember, bullshit bottom three. Number two, I'm going to have to go with uh, Woody Invincible was just a great character. He was very animated. He was he was played by a guy named Jordan Chan, and his like very animated acting worked very well with Kirk Thompson's voice acting. And I thought that was just such a great match. That was absolutely perfect. It had me laughing the whole time. And for number one, the dub dialogue was really fun. It was great. It wasn't natural, and that that's what worked for it. That's why I'd love to watch the original Cantonese to kind of compare it. So my top three for this movie.
0: Number three, I love the song that they play in the trailer and when they're in the sushi bar. And also, it plays during the end credits. And back in the heyday of, you know, online downloading of songs, I tried my best, and I could never find the song for this movie, and I just would really love to have a copy of it. Make that your ringtone if you ever get it. Number two, the final zombie battle in the parking garage. Up until that point in the movie, you don't really see that many zombies. It's like one or two zombies at a time. I think three whenever the soccer team is around. And that's it. They very have a very low-scale zombie outbreak, it seems like, until they go to the parking garage and you see the real scope of it, how many there are, and just the desperate last stand that rolls and what Woody put up before getting to the car. It's like it was all kind of building up to that big, like, holy fuck, what's going on kind of thing. And then, my number one is the dialogue. Now, I've seen this movie subbed and dubbed, and Lucky. and the subtitles are just as hilarious as the dubbed dialogue and before the real zombie storyline kicks off about half an hour into the movie you really forget that you're watching a zombie movie and you're just watching the antics of Woody invincible and crazy B it's kind of like asian mall rats and it's hilarious i i could watch a whole a movie that's just like a day in the life of woody and crazy that would have been great. And I wouldn't have cared. It would have been awesome. The zombies weren't even necessary. They were just kind of like moving the story along. Just Woody and Crazy big is getting up, swearing at kids, and just knocking shit over. Now, I love the dialogue. You love the dialogue. How about we get into a quote Quote war. Wars. Yeah. All right, Paul, why
1: don't you kick it off there? Come with me. She's two pornos. Anything you want. Make it fast. Hurry up. I'm warning you. Keep your mouth shut. I know where you live. I'll blow a hole in your head. Now get out. I'm gonna fuck you up, man. This is not the time for this. Can't you read,
0: Four Eyes? There's work going on in here. You have no idea how ugly you look, do you? What? What'd you say, you piece of shit? Why don't you come over here and say it to my face? If
1: you don't gamble, you don't get rich. If you do gamble, you get poor. They say birthday wishes come true. Damn the bastards who said that. Mind your own business,
0: you whore. Is it fashionable to wear no bra? And that rounds out this week's edition of Quote war If you've seen this movie and like a quote, would like to share it with us, we've got like three pages of them here because it was the best part of the movie, the dialogue. Oh, definitely. Um, tweet us at Bros. Find us on Facebook, b Movie Bros. We've already come to the point where we do our final take so Paul why don't you give us a number score one out of ten on our shot scale and for those of you just a reminder the shot scale is a one to ten scale but it's a reverse scale one being the best ten being the worst how many shots do you feel you need to get through this movie I'm gonna go with one on that one well we completely agree on this because I give it a one as well so please tell us why you give this movie a one out of ten on the shot
1: scale Taking into consideration, this movie came out in 1998. It was an entertaining parody of the zombie genre, which up to that point was taken seriously for the most part. The dialogue and characters kept this movie entertaining all the way through, and the dubbing was just really appropriate. The -the over-the-top antics and uh, physical comedy of the the actors matched really well with the uh, completely off dubbing. It was a match made in heaven. The only thing I think the movie fell short was... it's supposed to be a parody of George Romero's Dawn of the Dead... And Peter Jackson's Brain Dead. But, except for the fact that Chip plays in a mall... I didn't actually see any references to those movies, which would have been nice. But, it didn't really take anything away from how it was. It was its own kind of movie. And, overall, it was really an enjoyable experience. I plan on watching this movie many times in the future.
0: The reason I gave this movie a 1 out of 10 is... Uh, first off, I've had this movie for many years, probably 12 or 13 years, in fact. I remember watching it many times in my youth and re-watching it, and now I understand why. The witty dialogue, great character interactions, and practical, even if cheesy, special effects make this a highly watchable and enjoyable movie. You can easily forget that you're watching a zombie movie by the time the zombies appear, and then again before they make another appearance, due to the hilarious dialogue. I give this a 1 out of 10 only because 0 out of 10 doesn't actually exist on our scale. If you want a good mix of humor, zombies, and Asians with a bit of action thrown in, this is the perfect movie. Now it's time for one of our favorite parts, where we give this movie an A-movie companion. We like to compare this movie to an A-class movie. To tell you why this A movie is just a different version of this B movie. Because we know not everybody likes the same shit as we do. So Paul, what do you have for
1: an A movie companion for Biozombie? For my A movie companion, I've got Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Both movies relied on the entertainment value of the characters. Characters were really not typical in that genre. You wouldn't expect these two really, for the most part, dishonest guys being heroes of a zombie movie, so, like, you wouldn't expect Bill and Ted, who were two burnout stoners on traveling through time, so it was kind of that out-of-place sort of feel that really made it work. Both took genres and topics that were, for the most part at that point, taken seriously and made it funny. Like, Biozombie was a whole zombie attack, which, with movies like Dawn of the Dead that it was parodying, it made it funny, and that was really cool. And Bill and Ted, as far as I could, was the first, like, really comedy of time travel. I might be wrong on that, but... Both had characters whose motivations and concerns had very little to do with what was going on around them. Bill and Ted um, were concerned with um, passing their history exam and meeting women, whereas Woody and Crazy B were more concerned about making money and getting laid. And the entertainment value really just stemmed from the physical humor in both movies. My A-movie companion for Biozombie is
0: the 2008 Pirates of the Caribbean... Curse of the Black Pearl. B and Woody are VCD salesmen. VCDs are pirated movies, technically making them pirates, like most of the characters in Pirates of the Caribbean. They drive someone else's car, their bosses, just like Barbossa sails someone else's ship, his former bosses, they both drive, or man, vehicles that belong to someone else the main characters in both movies spend much of their time fighting against the undead, whether it be zombies or skeletal immortal pirates. One main character is in fact undead for most, if not the whole movie. Loy in Biozombie and Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. And finally, a main character in each film is happens to be named after an animal that has wings. Jack Sparrow in Pirates of the Caribbean, and Crazy B, in Biozombie. And that is how Biozombie and Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, are the same movie, just different classes. So, if you want to see an A-class version of Biozombie, go for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, or Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Or you could just watch Biozombie, because it's a funny movie in its own right.
1: Doesn't need an A-movie to be enjoyed. Now,
0: if you want to drink away the flick, drink away the flick, come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Here are a few ways that you can do it. Now, because it's Asian month, Asian cinema culture month, whatever you want to call it, we have to have a staple drinking game through the whole month. And it happens to me anytime there is a panty or bra exposed, take a drink. Anytime they use the Game Boy camera, take a drink. Anytime Cooey says something sexist or yells at his wife, take a drink. Anytime balls are talked about, in any sense of the word, take a drink. Anytime Sushi
1: Boy tries to woo or impress roles, take a drink. Every time someone reanimates, take a drink. Every time the dubbing doesn't match with the voice acting, take a drink. Every time they show somebody's stats, including role model and power level, take a drink. And every time you feel bad for the sushi chef, take a drink. And those are the ways you
0: can drink away the flick. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. So if you would like to join us next week for our continuing adventures in Asian cinema land, you can jump 10 years into the future with the 2008 movie Katu Machine Garu, also known as The Machine Girl. Until we meet again, be brave, be alive, be back next week.